0: For the brothers, For the that, don't
1: brothers
0: be that don't be knowing,
2: what's up? what's up? He is Troy Abbott, PT. Yes,
1: sir.
2: My name is AJ Smith, is... strength coach, owner, what? here at Smith's Fitness. This is Busy Getting Strong, the Smith's <laughs> Fitness Podcast. Let's get it. Yeah, what is up, guys? Welcome to episode 10 of Busy Getting Strong, the Smith's Fitness Podcast. We made it through, well, we have made it through nine episodes. Yeah. We're going to make it through this. We've got 90 to go until someone better start paying us for this. What do yeah. you reckon?
1: Oh, I don't know about that, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, well,
2: we'll see. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks to everyone who's been listening. Um, we've got over like 30 uh, five-star reviews, man. Hell yeah. And about 10 actual reviews where people have written in like...
1: Any zero-star reviews? not nah, none.
2: Good. No. Nah, don't hit us with those. Hit us with the five <laughs> stars. Um Hit us with the uh, screenshots and the tags on Instagram, share it to your friends, let us know you're listening, let us know your thoughts, the more input you guys have, um, the better show it is really, you feel a little bit more connected to the show, yep. you might get a shout out, a mention, all that sort of stuff, yep. um, it's it's always good. But
1: Shout we're... out to Scottish Rob straight away, I know he was a bit disappointed he hasn't had a mention lately. Oh, so. He
2: was our number one fan, I'm yeah. not sure who is anymore, it's... I reckon it's, it's probably just me. Um, So yeah, cheers for that guys, Um, thanks for all the listens um, and all the tags and reviews Keep it up Alright, before we get into today's main topic or topics um, PB's for Pals is happening this Saturday, 10am Come on down, test yourself in the squat, bench, deadlift, whatever sort of variation you want Jump into some workouts I've got so many prizes, man. I'm am yeah. going to just be giving shit away. Yep. Uh, we've got protein. I've got shakers. Uh, we've got some merch there. I've got like garden utensils. Did you
1: see the the new Oakley sunglasses? I've got there Oakleys.
2: Or? I might just take them. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We've got. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, we got a jersey from the Dockers. Uh, a footy from the Dockers it's to wrap as well off. By the go- team. So, guys, it's um, the input from all our members has been awesome uh, yeah. already. Uh, People helping out, vouchers, all that sort of stuff. Selling tickets. Um, I'm stoked, and thank you to everyone who has um, sort of put their hand up and helped out already, or even just bought a raffle ticket. But it doesn't stop yet. Uh, We need you there on Saturday, 10 a.m. Ready to rip in. Um, All right. Big day yesterday. Game seven. Toronto and Philly. Yep. Game of
1: Thrones. And don't 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 forget the Portland that Portland game that was big too. I That's didn't watch big. the
2: Portland game, so yeah, yeah, I didn't watch that one. But I heard it was a good game. Yeah. Uh, NBA man, the game sevens are uh, always sick. Yeah, it comes down because you know they're going to stay close, and then for Kawhi Leonard to hit that shot, just we watched it in the gym, and we both were sort of like <gasps> hold out, held our breath when he put it up, <laughs> like with what point four to go, put it up. <gasps> Hold our breath. Yeah, it bounces off the front of the ring. Oh uh, no! Well, the side of the ring, so the, the, yep. the side facing him. Yep. Bounces off the front of the ring twice, off the back of the ring twice, and then down uh, to eliminate it's the, like uh, the
1: Happy Gilmore last putt. Wasn't dude, it, like that it was of...
2: sick. Um, and then in, he's just so like nonchalant, just like. Yeah, oh, yeah, life. I missed that free throw, so I really wanted that one to go in. <laughs> just Kawhi Leonard, what a boy. Uh, and do you see all the memes and stuff? Remember his laugh that he did? He was like, nah. ah, ah, ah. <laughs> no, He did I this real weird that. laugh, and everyone just uses it as a sound clip. Yeah, right. Oh, it's fucking brilliant, man. Um, and everyone's just been like making remixes of it and all this sort of shit, <laughs> like, putting it over the shot. It was awesome. No Game of Thrones spoilers, but that was my favourite episode, hands down of all of episodes all of them every
1: season yeah I'm probably yeah I'd probably go with you on that one yeah. dude it was just it was epic wasn't it yeah it
2: was good so no spoilers but episode a lot of nerds out that, there
1: already complaining about the I don't know why oh, they're always so. gonna
2: um was that the second last episode is there yeah six? one more to go one more to go so yeah huge episode so make sure if you haven't seen them watch all of them and yeah let us know what you reckon I'll be talking to everyone about it <laughs> I love that shit alright um Today's topics are basically fitness conspiracies. So I love a conspiracy. I love a conspiracy podcast. I feel like podcasting is like the right, it's a good medium or good uh, media source to sort of, um, I don't know, flesh out and talk about conspiracies. So like when Eddie Bravo gets on one on Joe Rogan, I'm like all about it. Um, and I listen to like Sofa King, those conspiracy guys. Yeah. Um, I was listening to the, the Matty McCann stuff. Oh, so yeah, I get I right that. into it. Um, I got, well, I listen to them on some long runs and stuff like that, but I get right into some conspiracies. Obviously being a, uh, a strength and fitness podcast, loose, a loosely based <laughs> strength and fitness podcast. We thought we'd go over some fitness conspiracies, yep. but before we get into them, you've been known to be a little bit on the fence.
1: Yes. A little this bit on the, on the fence. This is true.
2: On the fence, Abbott. Yep. So, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you with... You didn't know I was doing this either. I'm putting him on the spot oh, here, Oh, here we go.
1: This is good. Mm. What him- happens if I sit on the fi- No, you can't. You can't. Okay. So, it's, on this
2: it's straight up yes or no. Okay. All right. So, I'm going to hit you with some... No maybes. Conspiracies. Real... Like... Real life conspiracies, not fitness conspiracies. You have okay. to give me yes or no.
1: So, and that's it? Just yes just or no? Just yes or
2: no. You can elaborate if you want to elaborate. Okay. You can give us reasons why or well, not. If I do, the,
1: if I start elaborating, I'm probably going to st- just... Yeah, but you better not, not be it. like, I don't know. Yeah,
2: you're not allowed to say I don't know. All right, so okay. yes or no first.
1: Okay, oh, we'll go to that first. Is the earth flat? No. We can just leave, leave that, it at that Okay, that's an easy one to say. Just no. <laughs>
2: Earth's not flat. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Was the moon landing faked?
1: No. I'm oh. Say no on that one too. Oh. Okay. All right. See, I'm, I'm going good. This is easy. About the flag. What just... about the flag. No.
2: Uh All right. Did Madeline McCann get abducted? Oh, that's a good one. Abducted. So if you say abducted, it, I, I say let's let me let me rephrase that. Abducted, uh, and her parents had nothing to do with it.
1: Okay. So someone took her and her parents had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um
2: stolen. Was she stolen? Oh, I'm
1: going to say no. No. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. I really that's a hard what? one. I so parents had something to do with I it? I think so. I know, I really If the feel parents bad had something to
2: do with it, she, she she was killed, right? Yeah. Surely. Prop yeah. Well, they're not hiding her somewhere, yeah. like they wouldn't be able to. I don't to. know.
1: It just doesn't seem, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't sit with. Well, so was what, Michael your, Jackson and, in here? Yeah. Um, no, there's no Michael Jackson shit. Okay.
2: Um so she wasn't abducted Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we stick Remember you're on the fence. Uh, yeah. You, you I'm on the doing I'm trying my hardest here was right. a hard one. Did aliens me. crash at Roswell?
1: <laughs> you know, stick by my mate Tom DeLong. Nah, I'm not going to. I'm going to say no on that one too. It's no? A no for everything here. No, okay.
2: Uh, yeah. Is there such a thing as reptilian people?
1: I've never, I've heard this before, so what is this? Don't <laughs> so worry, I don't know what
2: like this. a race of, um, uh, it's like um, a race of people that, like, um, uh, sort like, of, like the lizard all, man. Yeah, lizard people. Yeah,
1: okay. Um, I'm going to definitely say no on that. No, one. lizard yeah, people. Nah, that's it. Alright. I've Did, been no on
2: everything so far. <laughs> Did the US government know about 9-11? <laughs> this is
1: good, it's getting good now. I'm actually going to say yes on this one too oh I don't know. shit furthermore to
2: 9-11 did the planes did the planes bring the towers down or were the towers brought down
1: oh okay oh, I, don't I haven't heard of that one. Oh, yeah right so, so like, the... did
2: those towers crash because of pla- so just so you yep. can answer yes or no did those towers crash because a plane flew into them
1: yes Yes. I'll go with that That makes sense You me. won't
2: know You might not know this one Did the CIA smuggle cocaine into America To help fund a rebellion in Nicaragua <laughs> I Whilst know also escalating saying. the crack cocaine epidemic in the 1980s <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I yes have no, no idea on that one No idea? Uh,
1: um, let's go with <laughs> No, I'll go with no on that one No yeah, so I have oh, no fucking idea you're on that one I have um, no idea
2: Alright uh, Last one that I've got written oh, this down is stressing anyway This out now <laughs> That's what I was scrambling before. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to hit him up with these oh, and see shit. how he goes. All right. Um, was the sinking of the Titanic an insurance scam?
1: <laughs> no on that one. Lots of no's. Pulling the wool over your eyes, mate. All right. <laughs> There's uh, the... How many did you agree with me on those, though?
2: Uh, Earth's not flat. Yep. Moon landing was definitely faked. Matty McCann got abducted. Aliens crashed at Roswell. No such thing as reptilian people. Uh, The US government definitely knew about 9-11. Possibly even planned it. Did the CIA smuggle? Definitely. Was the sinking of Titanic an insurance scam? Yes. Okay.
1: So we were pretty close. There's only a couple of differences there. And they sound like the ones I just had no idea about, (laughs) to be honest. The
2: theories on the Titanic are funny, man. That's not even the Titanic. They like switch the... Jeez,
1: this day and age, you know what, there, I think there's too much conspiracy. Yeah, this I know. is the problem. It's this a day culture, and age. bro. It is a it's, it's a culture, it's a lifestyle. Age. Yeah. It's <laughs> All just right. hard to know what to do. Let's know.
2: let's get into some fitness conspiracies. So, um when when I when we talk about these, I'm gonna try and um like we we do have some notes, so sorry if we're sort of reading and fumbling over our words a little bit. Um, but we're trying to get well, we're gonna try and give a sort of two sides of the story. As best we can. I think that's the best way rather than just saying like, this is wrong because we know it is. Like, let's, let's try and sort of flesh it out a little bit, be open-minded about it. And I tried to look into why people think things are a thing, if that makes sense. Um, and then you can sort of have a bit of a discussion about why it's not the case, why it is the case. Most of them are not the case in the fitness world. Um... But yeah, let's start with uh, one that What's
1: you the had. the first one. Yeah, let's start with this. Oh, okay, thing. so we're going, so the whole no pain, no gain theory we're going with to start with. Yep. Um, so in, yeah. So, yeah, uh, this is a good one to start with where you can see two sides of the story. So, obviously, feeling pain when you do a workout, yep. it's going to happen. You're going to get muscle soreness. You're going to, you yep. know, from pushing yourself in a workout. Um, but then there's a the side of it where people, Past
2: the threshold sort of thing. Past
1: that threshold, and then the people that go, oh, I must, I'm must, i not progressing because I'm not feeling soreness anymore, which is just, that's just a myth straight out for me. Yep. You can still be progressing. You can still be building muscle if you're not getting, you know, pain. and, and that. Those DOMs after a workout. Yeah.
2: So. and definitely it doesn't reflect how effective... The workout efficient, was. ...efficient, yep. yeah, or anything the workout was. Some people do fall in love with that sort of like, oh, it just... I love doing such and such class or this or that because yeah. it uh, it wrecks me and they just like they really they well, do that's... enjoy that and I I don't think that's the worst thing yeah but it's um it's thinking that that's the only way to go about it about yeah, it to and get that your results yeah. it's not beneficial if you don't exactly. feel like that yeah um yeah. so and let's just put it in for in my context um. I could easily get into the habit of just trying to run faster every single run. Yeah. So like, oh, I didn't beat my PB. I didn't beat my PB. Yeah. Like um, and running's like running, you can probably do it more than weightlifting, um, but it's not a smart way to go about it. So wow. I know, all right, I know within the first K, or oh, today might be a little bit rough, um, you know, and then I just cruise and yep. get it done, um, because I know it's still going to be effective somewhat. Other times I feel that same way, and I think I'm just cruising, and then I surprise myself. Oh, you know, that's it. It was actually a decent run. So, yeah, don't don't feel like you have to always train harder. Yep. Um, to and get the same returns. Yep. Otherwise, people would just be bench pressing all day to get better at bench press. There's a certain point where you you've done enough yep. that you you know you've you're going to elicit, you know, the outcome that you need anymore. It's just, what, well, putting yourself at risk, detrimental, really. That's it. Yeah, and so as far the,
1: as, and soreness as well, the, the other thing is people, everyone responds differently to soreness Definitely. Too. So you've got high responders, you've got low responders to training as well. Yep. Um, then you've got to take into account recovery. So yep. sometimes you can, your recovery can be on point to the, you know, if you get right amount of sleep yeah, you're getting adequate enough protein Yeah. you know you're getting all these re- recovery you're not actually not going to get as much soreness and that can be a good thing because then you can come in and train yeah. again the next day So well that's that's what I say to
2: people like oh you know it's alright and they'll flog themselves and I'm like yeah but what's that doing for the rest of your week exactly. so it's all good within this workout this 45 minutes is yeah. like you know you're feeling high and mighty because you've ruined yourself but then you don't come back to the gym for 8 days was it really worth it or would it be better to sort of spread that intensity, effort and, I don't know, hard corners across three or four days rather than one. That's it. Um, I definitely, uh, you see it more in, in like a group setting. Yeah. And yeah. the especially if you look at CrossFit, which is all about like high intensity, high intensity, high intensity, the guys that are good at CrossFit, they've got a throttle and they right. know like, okay, I'm going to put it down today. Not every workout is like balls to the wall, yeah. Because you'll just burn yourself out. That's it. You can't keep it up. So, and that's the same sort of thing as like trying to hit a PB every time. Yep. With my runs or with with some powerlifting, um, you've got to know. All right, you know, today I'm sort of in first, second gear. Yep. Not fifth gear all the time.
1: That's yeah. it. And that's where it comes down to make sure you're actually following a proper program where you're actually you know, increasing total well, volume yeah. over time and stuff like this as well, so that you're not actually...
2: I, I always say to especially beginners that um, I want them to feel like they should have done more yeah. and they they leave the gym, think like a bit underwhelmed with how much they did. Yep. And I yep. like obviously letting them know um, sort of negates that negative feeling about that. But I'm like, when they start, I'm like, and they might say, oh, I can do... So such and such for so many reps and I've done this before and I'm like, that's all right. But today I want you to leave feeling like you could have done more because we want you to come back in in two days time, in one day time tomorrow, that sort of thing.
1: Especially if it's like a new PT client. Like I think that if you just make them vomit, make them feel sick, how many? what is the chance of them coming back and going, let's do this again? How many
2: clients have you had that have said like their, their old PT just flogged them out
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i hear this one it's all
0: the time
2: man yeah because like it it's the we could get onto that like the the barrier of entry into the fitness industry and all that sort of stuff but um it's quite low like anyone can go and do it but that i think it's more the pts might think these people don't think won't think of me as a good pt unless i absolutely fuck them up yeah yeah i I hear that a lot man i'm like well yeah that's not how we do things here even in the boot camp yep I'm chilled I'm just like oh, alright push it to the end I like was... do the best you can we finish strong that sort of thing but I'm not there like screaming in their face like that's it. you are worthless you must feel the pain I, I think you shit. should
1: be leaving a session feeling empowered and feel yeah, like, that's feeling it. good you know like, wanting... you can feel knack- knackered but
0: yeah wanting to
1: come back wanting to come back again the next day and for sure um, but also on the other side on the flip side there's the people as well that don't train hard enough which yeah, we were met, talking oh, about we earlier we that before um, so, off air
2: there's people that Think that they're working hard. That uh, that you almost want to say, "Oi, yeah, go harder till it hurts." You almost want to tell them that because yeah. they they don't know what intensity is yet. Yeah, um, and, and it's, I think
1: especially with girls with strength training in particular, with the whole lifting the same weights, the same rep range, doing the basically doing the same you know workout each time over and over again. Yeah, you're not you're not going to get progression with that. So yeah. So At there is, point there is to... two
2: sides of it. Like like I said, uh, most people float somewhere in the middle. Um, and the whole no pain, no gain, those people need to be reined in a little bit. Yep. Say like, look, you don't have to smoke yourself all the time. But then there is those people that think they're working hard, but have no idea what hard work is. That's it. Yeah. So yep. no pain, no gain. Uh, mate, if it didn't rhyme, it wouldn't be a thing. <laughs> um, all right, let's get on to... I think we both had a little bit of on this. Um, yep. I didn't make any notes, but... Um, we could definitely talk about it. Um, lifting weights will make women bulky. Oh. So um, before you you uh, take over. Yep. I always say when girls say this, oh, I wanna I wanna get stronger, but I don't wanna get bigger. Yep. And I'm like, well, I already know that. Um, <laughs> and I say, like, I oh, I normally say it's pretty hard to get bigger. Come down and ask all the guys in here yeah. trying to.
1: <laughs> Come ask me, Jesus.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, what are your thoughts on it, man?
1: Um, well, yeah, it's it. that's the thing. It's, it's that hard to get, you know, as a guy, a young guy, plenty of testosterone, lifting, I can squat 200 kilos, I still find it tough yep. to get big, okay? Yep. So for a woman who's 50 years old you know, tr- you know, worried about getting too muscular, it's just not going to happen. Okay? Yeah. The, the other, so, the
2: other saying that I heard was, um, worrying about getting too big from lifting weights is, uh, is like worrying you'll turn into Usain Bolt if you go for a job.
1: <laughs> that's good. I was like, well, that's classic, that's, eh? That's good. Yeah. That is very good. Cause I mean the classic line, you probably heard it a million times. Well, girl comes in the gym. I don't, don't want to get muscles. Don't, don't say it. But I want, oh, I want to get toned. I want to get toned. Fuck toned
2: so, day. Oh god. Which, so they want to be less fat, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: less fat, and I can understand that as yeah. well. But the idea of getting just less fat. I Hate that word, eh? Yeah, it is a shocker, um, and I use it. I do actually still use it, like yeah. for, for a marketing purpose to get a girl to go. Oh, with, dude, that's that's it. That's when you bring them in, then you can explain to them, all right, toned actually means it's just
2: attaching meaning to a certain word. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's become part of like the common vernacular. So it's 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 what people we know what people mean, and it's sort of like oh, toned, Every time yeah. someone says it, but it's like okay, so increase lean body mass, drop body fat, which is you know. Is that not everyone's goal? Yeah. So, like somewhat? Yep. Might be secondary goal, That's but... It.
1: And the more muscle we have on us, the less body fat we have too. So like, girls, don't be afraid to build some muscle.
2: And the, at the end of the day, when it comes to if people think they're getting bulky, um, yep. it's dictated by your caloric intake. Exactly, You yep. could do all the weights in the world. Lift yep. all the weights. If you don't eat like you're lifting all the weights, you won't put size on. That's it. So for those out there who really do want to bulk up, you need to eat. Yep. And um Even I more always than your body needs. When I think of it, I, I think of like lifting weights make women bulkier up. So would most women look at Let's just take the outliers out of like the top 40 CrossFitters, all right? There might be a few <laughs> girls in there with quads that a, a few girls don't want. Yep. Quads that big. Yep. But let's just take the other say 75% and just say to anyone on the side of the street or any girl in public in the shopping center and say, would you, do you want to look like this? Someone click the fingers. Yeah. Most of them would say, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You look at like Tia Toomey, Sigmund's daughter, yeah. although those sort of um, girls, maybe not, you know, then you push it. There is a few outliers that are absolutely rigged. Yeah. Um, but you say like the standard CrossFit girl, like high-level CrossFit girl, would you want to look like that? And most girls, I think, would yep. say, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and I'd say, well, that's all they do is lift weights. Yep. You know, Best they've got a big. Th- that's that's that they lift more weights than em- anyone in the world, and yep. that's what they look like. Yeah, there is a few who um, I don't know would have certain parts. Like you might say, like Cara Webb's got real big quads. Yeah. Um, you know, Annie daughter has got like big abs sort of thing but the general CrossFit girl I feel like most females would be like oh yeah wouldn't mind looking like that that's it and all they do is lift weights yeah so I think um, that that sort of getting bulky is I I don't know what yeah where it's come about people think it will be so easy like they'll do like two weeks of strength training and they'll like completely redesign yeah
1: so I'm not sure where that comes from so, and the whole like lifting heavier loads is going to give you it too. That's the other one too. So like, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to do higher reps because I don't want those big muscles Yeah, from doing well, that's their, that. Their you heavy could
2: you could look at that and say like, well, to be fair, that's going to give you it's probably more of a opposite way around. Yeah, more anything. of a hypertrophic response yeah. than like lower volume, higher intensity to yeah. a certain degree. Like so, yeah, you can yeah, obviously you equate can things over time, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure where that one's come from.
1: Uh, I think actually, if you want to, uh, I was just thinking. Actually, if you go on my Instagram. I just put up um, Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. My, you know, Miss has got me into powerlifting. Mm-hmm. I reckon the leanest, the smallest I've ever seen her since I've known Be her. Be careful. She was, pe- <laughs> yeah. I uh, hope don't get in trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> She'll agree with me on this one. So, but the probably the leanest I've ever seen her she was when she was she was she was and like so she was she was one rep max in every single. She was just going out and testing that squat for a good nine months there. Just, so she was just lifting all. as heavy as she could. Oh, awesome. Yeah, she did. She tested her and she'd PBs out. And so if you want to go go try out PT, have a look, she was she would have been about 52, 53 kilos. Yeah. And she had like little chicken legs, so she's got chicken yeah. legs anyways. So, but yeah, I think... She was lifting heavy for nine months straight there. That's, that's all she was doing, so...
2: That's it. That, like, it is, like I said, it's dictated by your caloric intake, The whole getting bulky thing. Yeah. Um, So, girls, lifting weights, if you want to look athletic, if you want to look like you lift weights, if you want to look fit, do not be afraid of lifting weights, lifting heavy, training hard. You will only become bulky if you are a savage on the calories and if you overeat. That's it. Um, So, I'm not, I don't know where that, I think maybe it's just because women see you know like the testosterone filled like gyms and like the big bros and the massive bodybuilders and they sort of think i don't know that goes hand in hand with lifting weights yeah but to get that bit like to get too big is very 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 hard that's it like it's a lifelong endeavor for a lot of dudes yeah and they still don't get there
1: that's it so, and you know what? A lot of times, girls start building muscle, and what they, they love it, anyways. Yeah, they start going, "This is great! I've got some biceps," and they—yeah, for yeah, sure—they fall in love with it, anyways. So, so
2: lifting weights will not make you bulky. Eating too much will. Yep. How's that sound? I like
1: that. All right. Um, let's preface
2: this first by saying we are not nutritionists. <laughs> All right. Strength and conditioning coaches, personal trainers, exercise physiologists—so we know a fair bit about nutrition. But I definitely let people know that it's not. My area of expertise, yeah, we're going to talk about carbs. So let's go. Th- this sort of all turns into one whole thing about like carbs are bad. Yep, so then carbs are bad, don't eat carbs at all, don't eat carbs after 6 pm. Carbs make you fat, you should uh, follow a keto diet, which yep. is basically just putting carbs in that like carbs are bad box. Basically, so let's look at um, a study by who was it, Sachs et al. Sachs and all his mates. In 2009, they compared diets um, with the same caloric intake with, with a different macronutrient um, split. Okay. So basically, they had different percentages for fat, protein, and carbohydrates. They had a higher carb, uh, a moderate carb, lower carb, and an even lower carb. Yep. I wouldn't say that the low carb was super low,
1: how how what was the percentage
2: uh, that? It was the difference was sixty five, was the highest. Yep. Then there was a fifty five group, a forty five group, and a thirty five group.
1: Oh, okay, so there wasn't super. There super wasn't low. a
2: super low. So yep. that's a bit of a uh, what would you say a restriction on the um, on the study. The good thing about the study was it was a uh, eight hundred and eleven overweight adults. So that's a big amount of people. That's, yep. Um, and they found that when the calories are were equated um weight loss is similar regardless of the diet being high or low in carbs. So I wouldn't call 35 super low in carbs. No. Um but so people do go way less than that, but that difference is still 30% yep. of your total calories and it re- if calories are equated are equated, yep. doesn't matter how many carbs you're having um high or low. Yep. Um, so those other, protein wasn't equated in those either. 25, no, protein wasn't equated. Normally that's the way, so people will go well, protein it. set. Yep. And, and then, then they'll go the fats. fats or carbs. Yep. Um, but yeah, when calories are equated, weight loss was similar, regardless of it being high or low in carbs. Yeah, right. But just a note that that lower end in that certain study was only 35%. Yeah. So I think people will go way lower than that. um so the the thing for me is just like getting away from the demonization of certain food groups um which puts restrictions on people's diets that's why we we brought this one up and it was going to be like three different topics like keto carbs after six carbs make you fat carbs yeah so we just we can can go all day with these ones oh shit i kicked the mic um yeah so we're just sort of lumping it all together so now that we know that Carbs aren't the enemy. You can have them, still lose weight. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, And you can actually use them to your advantage when it comes to training, performance, um, and those sort of things. The carbs after six thing (laughs) comes annoys me the most. It's really, it's really average because a carb like total calories is is the king, really. Yep. Um, So. I think it's more the carbs after six stops people from eating shit and overeating. Yep. That's the mechanism that creates the change, not that there's some imaginary. Oh, it's gone five fifty nine to six. Can't eat them now. Yep. Carbs are different. Yep. That's not. Th- that's not. There's nothing inherently important about the actual time. It's just the fact yep. that saying to someone, "Don't eat carbs after six... Probably reduces their caloric intake by you know a couple hundred. That's it. So that's what's creating the change. So it's just in, like letting people know that hey, it's the total caloric intake is what matters the most, or is what matters. That's it. After six p.m., um, this sort of myth, I think, has come around um, due to uh, what's it called circadian rhythm. So insulin is uh, higher in the morning. Yep. So you're more carb tolerant. Um, I'm definitely not like a... a what, what would you call it? Well, that's...
1: You hear the hormones, other
2: way. Hormones aren't my expert area of expertise either. Yep. But so we're more tolerant of carbohydrates in the morning. So people think, oh, we can't eat carbs at night. Yeah. Um, like it's just going to get stored as fat straight away. Yeah. But it's it's like a transient thing. It's always moving, isn't it? So it's not like, oh, had that meal but it was after six, so it's all fat now. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Like it. your body's got Man, so many
1: things going on. Pretty magical body to, yeah. to understand So time like I think, that.
2: But I think that's from that sort of other perspective is where that myth's come around. That yeah. sort of like we have this rhythm, we have more insulin um, to sort of uptake glucose into our, into our cells in yep. the morning than we do in the evening. Yep. That's why you shouldn't eat carbs at night. I think yep. that's where it's come from. And like again, like hormones aren't my area of expertise. <laughs> They're definitely not. Well, there's the
1: argument the other way around, where you shouldn't eat carbs in the morning. Which is who's th- arguing that? That uh, this is more probably Charles Poliquin, oh Nick Mitchell style stuff. And I've I've gone through this uh, myself, and I actually don't actually eat a lot of carbohydrates in the morning myself, Fuck, to be honest. I grew honest. up on it, mate. Because people, you know, so it spikes your insulin, makes you, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, crash down low later in the day. So then you. Want to re-spike your insulin, so you basically end up eating more and more carbs but throughout the day most because meals, you're eating carbs in the most morning. meals, regardless. Spike your insulin exactly, yeah. So that's. I it's a
2: it's a one of those things that's like if you're not uh, diabetic, you probably yeah. don't really have to worry about exactly, it. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Again, if you're not diabetic, you you
1: don't. And coming back to the point of the six PM thing, this is why it annoys me because I love eating carbs at night. Like, Hell thought, yeah! Because what you are know, you supposed to eat for dinner, man? What do you do when you eat carbs? You like usually just you feel good, you feel relaxed. I always oh, think like, really yeah, like in I Italy, you know, they I have the know. big fiestas. What do they go do? They go freaking have a nap afterwards because yeah, you feel you feeling good. You feel, so. <laughs> if you want to have a good quality sleep, go get some carbs. Go, go have some carbs and go to bed. You'll oh, probably have a good I quality just, sleep. That's
2: yeah. It's it just comes back to that whole calories, like calories are the king. Um, it doesn't really matter the split of your diet. Yep. Obviously, if you want to increase lean body mass, protein is important. What else? Oh, the, the keto diet. So, again, this is one. So, carbs have been demonized. Um, and it's, it is mainly through that whole insulin resistance, yep. diabetes, that sort of thing. And there's certain times where... You know, keto might be smart for people, um, and that that's for not a, you know, I would say that's for your healthcare provider to talk to you about, yep. not just regular PT who's read some articles. That's it. So this, that, that I'm talking about us. Yeah. So I wouldn't say There's like, no oh, do I'm keto. Yeah. Um, there is some sort of um, like it was originally a, uh, advised to people with epilepsy. Yeah. So there yeah. is some merit to it in that regard. Um, it obviously a keto diet is where you cut out all carbohydrates and your body goes into a state of ketosis so your body starts producing what's known as ketone bodies yep. and starts using those as fuel rather than um, glycogen yep. and well yeah muscle glycogen because you're depleted yep. in, in carbohydrates um, the, the idea of that being beneficial still comes back to calories so you could gain weight on keto yeah. by just eating meat yeah you know it. well, eating everything but carbs um, you can still gain weight on it's not magic yeah again it's not magic the the calories always ends up being king yep you can overeat on keto and yes you're burning fat, but you're only eating fat that's it. so wait, did I just yeah. sum up the whole yeah.
1: thing? <laughs> that's <was> pretty good
2: <laughs> <laughs> So people think, oh with keto you're burning you're burning fat. Um, so yeah, they're, they're going to lose more fat, but again, it's, it's, ho- it's sort of horses and for it horses comes, sort and it of comes thing, back it? to this
1: adherence thing. So like, you know, well, that's if, it, you, know you know, you got to so be able to do this All you know, are you going to do this to the day you die? Are you going to be able to shove bloody tablespoons of coconut oil to get your fats up to every day just to, no, thank you. I'd rather eat some proper nice. Yeah. So foods. keto,
2: um, I think there'd be merit to it. In regards to um, some conditions, yeah, um, and that's th- it's. I always let people know it's out of my scope. Like, oh, well, um, there's no way the um, like some cancers, that sort of stuff. It's been shown that it can be helpful. Yeah, but man, we're just strength for the coaches. Average coaches and, person wanted yeah, to lose weight. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just not, not needed. Sense. We're strength coaches and PTs. So yeah, why would we be giving that sort of information out? Yeah, yeah, it's um. I just, yeah, I, I like to say it stay in my scope of practice. Um, keep it simple. Yeah, yeah that's we're it. We're both the same on that. So, yeah, carbs aren't evil. You can eat them after 6 p.m. You don't need to you do can. keto. Is that it? Is that one dead?
1: I think so. We're yeah. done with that one. Bro, you have any more before I get to this one? Oh, this is the worst one, isn't it? <laughs> Oi.
2: I... This, um, fuck. Someone sent me this. I think oh, it was did Dom. Do it was Dom. Shout okay. out to Dom. Um, Happy birthday. I think it was her 40th. Yesterday yeah, she over in oh, Bali, oh, isn't she? Oh, should I have let everyone know? Dom's 40 22. 22, 21st again over there celebrating. So it looks like she's having a great time. Um so Dom sent this in and then she sent me another one. So she sent thigh Gap in and I was just like, "Oh, brilliant." <laughs> and then she said something like Bikini Bridge Gap or some shit. What? I've never heard of it. I have not should heard of this fucking, one. Should I Google Bikini it? Bikini Bridge Gap. Bikini Bridge Gap, bro. Right. Is that a thing? I'm Googling it. Here we go. Bikini it's happening on the podcast right now. <laughs> Bikini Bridge. Oh, dude. It doesn't say gap. It says tunnel. Tunnel. <laughs> this sounds gross. Bikini Bridge. Uh. Fuck. Let me... So, you know how like Google does those... Um, so, for those of you who... Well, everyone but Troy who can't see the drop-down thing. You know Google does the drop-down. I wrote in Bikini Bridge. It comes up with tunnel, meaning, Facebook, oops, oops and Selfie. Let's click on Bikini Bridge bridge Tunnel, bro. What is this? Get better internet, eh? How I got a Bikini Bridge. (laughs) The fuck is
1: this? So
2: pleased I got to. I think I know what
1: they're talking about now. Well, I'm, I'm having.
2: Dude, what? Where are we? What part of the internet are we on? Oh, we're on Pinterest now.
1: So it's about creating the best anterior pelvic tilt you can possibly get. Oh, dude! no, it's not that. It's different,
2: yeah. Oh, that is weird. Wow. Why is that a thing? So basically, sucking your guts in so your bikini sits across
1: your hips. So there's a bit of room.
2: So So if you're a dude, you'd nearly see your cock and balls. Yep. That's strange, girls. What's wrong with you? That is weird.
1: How do you do that, though? Dude,
2: that is let's, a thing, though. That's just... Do you see that shit on Instagram? Girls be posting that shit.
1: That's crazy. That's actually... It's nearly
2: mind. like... If there wasn't a shadow from the bikini, you'd be able to see things that you shouldn't be able to see. Yeah. Okay.
0: Wow. wow.
2: Whew. Wow. Okay. That's worse than the... Is that worse than the thigh gap? I think that is. I think there. that takes... Anyway, um... Fucking hell, what did we just Google, I don't even man? know how to, how to... Google that, Bikini Bridge Tunnel. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, well, that happened. I don't feel right. Um, all right, so getting back to the thigh gap and the bridge gap, whatever you want to call it, um, it's basically spot reduction is a myth. Um, when your body burns fat as fuel, it's mobilized from all over the body, um, not from around the exercising body part. Yep. Unlike muscle glycogen. So if I do heaps of bicep curls, the muscle glycogen in my bicep gets depleted. The That's fat it. around my bicep um, has no preferential treatment. That's it. Does that make sense? Um, so while you can definitely get better defined quads and adductors by working them out, yep. doing the old uh, addu- adduction good, exercises. Good
1: girl, bad girl. Good girl, bad girl
2: exercise. Yeah. Um, you can get them stronger you can increase them in size if they're covered by too much adipose tissue fat yep um you will not have a thigh gap (laughs) that's fucking horrible eh um and also your genetics will dictate the width of your hips and the Q angle of your femur so that's the angle basically with females that have wider hips yep um their and the Q angle is the angle of how would you describe it The way the femur sort of comes inwards, so towards your knees. Yep. So, if you're really, like, knock-kneed, you'd have, like, normally... If you were knock-kneed and, like, had wide hips, you'd have a high Q angle. Yep. So, why are we even fucking discussing this, bro? I'm getting Uh, down to Q angle talking about thigh gap. Um, (laughs) Also, the last thing I wanted to talk about was... um, so, yeah, it's uh, dictated like by your genetics and by how much adipose tissue you've got on your thighs, um, groin. So don't ask us for a program groin. to help you get a... <laughs> weird. Um, and also, just have a think about um, who you are as a person, if it's a high <laughs> priority for you, all right? That's the thigh <laughs> gap done. <laughs> Go and Google Bikini Bridge Tunnel. Oh, I hadn't yeah, seen no. that one till today, man. That's, That's weird. Thanks yeah. for that, Dom. Enjoy your birthday. Wow. Jesus. Um, all right. Your knees, no. So next one, your knees can't go past your toes when you squat. Oh, this, this, this is still this a big is lifting run. related. To lifting those. related. This is our ballpark, oh, mate. Yeah. Um, so I, the the study that's n- sort of notoriously quoted is um, a study by Klein in nineteen sixty one um, that sort of said the it, there's increased forces in your knee with forward um, forward knee movement. Yep. Uh, which is true. It's yep. true. There's definitely if you squat with a really forward knee, there is increased forces at your knee, yep, and decreased at your hips because you can stand further upright. That's it. Um, the thing is that they are well within healthy limits. So like your ACL, PCL, MCL, LCL, yep, quads tendon, patella tendon, meniscus. Structures in your knee can withstand a lot more than um, what happens when you squat to a certain degree. Obviously, there's probably a weight that will fuck your knees up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but most of us aren't going to put that on our back. Yep. Um, so letting your knees go past your toes, if that's a natural way that you squat, is absolutely fine. Yep. Um, I do hold people back if they've had patella problems or patella pain. Um, I, I try and get them to sit back a little bit more. Yep. Um, if people lose their heels in the squat, so their heels come off the ground.
1: That's it. That's what I'm always
2: looking I, for. I sort of say like, you yep. know, sit back a little bit more. That's it. So I don't... It's not something that you should uh, try and negate if there's no problems.
0: Yep.
1: If their feet are flat to the floor and if they're their sitting their hips flat, back. Yeah. I mean, what, if their femur lengths, are, that's probably the thing, isn't it? If they've got really, really long femurs, they're going to probably have some sort of... Yeah, well... are tracking forward over, you know? It's just... It's um, only so far you can pu- push your knees out, so...
2: Yeah, it's just uh, it, it It's sort of a myth that went from that, that, like, you're putting more stress through your knees. Yeah. And yes, you are, but... Yeah, like I said, it's within... It can handle it. It can handle it. Um, there was one study, I don't uh, have it here, but there was one study that sort of blocked the knees moving forward, and I couldn't get my head around... And actually, it was backed up by a couple of studies. I couldn't get my head around... Um, the figures on this but they blocked the knees coming forward so that the the tibia was straight up and down yep um, and it turned into a like a thousand percent increase in forces at the hip so you're basically picking and choosing if yep. you're going to block your knees from going forward you're going to get a lot more through the hips yep which you know could potentially lead to other problems lower back hip problems that sort of stuff yeah i couldn't figure out how they got a thousand percent that seems fucking like a lot but um yeah so i i would say you know you want to even it out across the hip and knee joint yeah so you want to there'll be times that you want to squat a more high bar squat where you're going to allow your knees to go further forward that's it you're possibly going to get a little bit more of a response through your quadriceps yep um it's going to allow you to squat deeper you're probably going to use less weight because of that because you're moving through a greater range of motion yep. and then there's times where you know you want to load the posterior chain more you might do a really vertical shin I'm thinking um, like a box Bulgarian
1: split squat box sort squat of situation or, yes. trying to target different muscle groups yeah that's but, exactly yeah, it yeah that's it
2: so sometimes with Bulgarians you might be like alright you, you might let people go and let their knee travel quite far, um, far forward over their toes. Or you that's might it. say, all right, sit back into it and let's work on the posterior chain that little bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just know that your knees can definitely go past your toes in a squat. It's not something you should aim for. Yeah. You don't need to aim for it. You don't need to try to do it. Yeah. But if it happens when you squat naturally, that's fine. Um, and like I said, it's an old study from the 60s that sort of brought that's that it. about.
1: Yeah, I'm never looking at that. I'm just, like you said before, looking at the, what the heel's doing. Is that yeah. heel coming off the floor? That's more the issue.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and, and I look at breaking at the knees as well. So when people yep. break at the knees first, they normally eat up all their ankle range of motion and then they've got nowhere to go in their squat. So the squat's normally high. Yep. They normally start to lose their heel. And they probably do feel that more in their knees because it's all knees. That's it. Rather than hips, so the old sit back always helps sit hips back and down. That sort of cue. Yep. Um, is definitely sit um, back,
1: open your knees. Yeah, that's squat. it.
2: So there's the old knees past your toes. That myth busted. Uh, all right, BMI. Whoo. BMI is a doozy because people don't like to get told that they're overweight, but. Um, it's just one of those things. Like I'm probably just still overweight on BMI. I'm
1: just over usually as well. So, um,
2: And then people... Some people will go, oh, it's because I've got muscle mass. And then the wrong people will go, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's because I've got muscle mass. It's like, ah, well, you probably could stand to lose a few. You know what I mean? Um, so BMI is your weight in kilograms. Um, it, well, it's a body mass index, guys. So this isn't really a conspiracy. Uh, no. it's not a it's not a it is a, it, it's doing what it it does what it's supposed to do yeah um, so it's your weight in kilograms it BMI is body mass index by the way weight in kilograms divided by your height in meters squared that's where I was always stuff it up when I was learning these yeah right. I'd always put like 187 instead of 1.87 because oh, it's your height yeah. in meters squared. Yep. So to figure it out, guys, if you're playing along at home, your weight in kilograms divided by your height in meters, so for me, I'd be 1.85 or 1.87, whatever I am, yep. um, squared, that will give you your BMI. So if you're less than 18.5, you're underweight. 18.5 to 24.9, healthy weight range, they call it. 25 to 29.9, overweight, 30 and above obese. Now, it's an indirect assessment of body fat and overall health. Um, But, with that said, big study. This is a fucking huge study. Um, We'll just say, Callie et al., 1999. Study called Body Mass Index and Mortality in a Prospective Cohort of US Adults. I'm not quite sure what a prospective study means. Um, I think it means they follow them over time. Um, of 1 million US adults across 14 years, there was 201,000 of them that died. (laughs) Sounds grim, eh? So that's like,
1: what's that, 20% of So they must have been elderly.
2: They must, yeah, well, they were elderly, yeah. Um, So there was, yeah, that is 20%. So they Mm -hmm. followed 1 million um, US adults, um, and over the 14 years of the prospective study, 20% 20% of them died. Um, the risk of death from all causes, cardiovascular disease, cancer, other diseases, increases throughout the range of moderate and severe overweight for both men and women in all age groups. Yeah. So across a population, BMI gives you a good idea yeah. of where that population sits. When you're looking at assessing an individual, um, it doesn't... Distinguish between body fat and muscle mass. Yep. So it's exactly. fine that you're overweight on a BMI. Yep. It's fine. Not, yep. Um, don't overthink it. The um, yeah, the whole I've got muscle, it's alright. Yeah. Some people should be able to use that uh, that argument. Some people shouldn't. Um, but anyway, I think a waist to hip ratio is a better measure. Yep. I, um,
1: I completely agree.
2: So waist to hip ratio it's easy to do measure around your widest part at your hips um and then your belly button yep some people will go smallest part but that does get that Uh, does fluctuate a little bit
1: it's just so easy to just go belly button yeah because then you start being
2: up near like ribs and stuff yeah um when you go smallest part so belly button and the widest part um take the ratio the norms are about 0.75 for females 0.85 for males yep yeah, and some people are going to be different where they hold their weight, etc. Yep. Um, but in general, I feel like that plus BMI will probably give you a good idea of where you're sitting. Yeah. Or looking in the mirror so <laughs> and really... being like little overweight. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. are people. Are, I, I I assume, and you know what they say about assuming, okay. but. I assume people that are overweight know that they are overweight. Yeah,
1: that's it. You don't need the BMI to say, yeah, "Hey, you're obese." Yeah, you're, um, so the
2: BMI um, is a good measure, and I think it's a doctors use it a fair bit because it's a very uninvasive um, measure. Yeah, okay. they don't have to like. You would have taken hip measurements and belly button measurements. Yeah. You sort of have to get close to people, half give them a hug, tell them to do a little spin while they hold the tape on their belly oh, button. There's a little trick to there's that. All, there be... is all little tricks. <laughs> like I was showing Blakey the other day, I was like, "So you do it from the side, side man. Yeah. So not so you're not like right up in someone's uh, business. That's it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a really easy and uninvasive way they do weight, height, sweet BMI is such and such. Yeah, they know where you're at, sort of thing. Sure. Oh. You know, do you play sports? Do you lift weights? Yeah, all right. Disregard your BMI sort of thing.
1: So really, and, and for, they use it for kids too, which I think is probably a more accurate way for uh, to know yeah. where kids' weight range is at. I think it's different when it's...
2: They have all the norms and stuff, don't
1: they? Yeah. I swear that
2: maybe it's just because people tell you that they're kids at the high end. Yep. Because we're like, oh, you know, Lenny's big for her age sort of thing. But I, I don't think people will tell you if they're like oh kids normal for their age. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like every kid's just massive these days. <laughs> is that you know what I mean? Because it's skewed because people will tell you that their kid's big for their age. Yeah, yeah. So now yeah. I'm like, fucking hell. Is every kid like are kids growing or something? What's going on? the <laughs> kids getting bigger? They probably are, man. Yeah. Um anyway, so BMI, not really a conspiracy theory when it comes down to it. Um, but just know that it's indirect and it doesn't measure doesn't distinguish between body fat and muscle mass. yeah Um but it gives you across a across the population. Like I said, it gives you a good view of um, the health of that population. Yeah. Um, all right. What else have we got here? Anabolic window. Ooh. This is man. This is one I'll definitely say. I'll put my hand up that I've scrounged for protein after workouts yep. back in the day. I'm with you on this. I was one. like, oh man, that's fucking pointless if I don't get something in me. The gains. Yeah, got Yeah, my get gains are ruined. So, guys, this is what happens. And is this about? Uh, I've said this it's probably a common theme across our podcast that you know your views will change yeah there'll be things that sort of challenge your views and just be open minded to it because if you if someone said this te- to me ten years ago I'd be like oh nah I'm not sure about that like you've got to get it in pretty quick yeah you know there's this window after your workout that you've you've got to get stuck into some protein otherwise you know you won't be stimulating protein synthesis as much yeah. And now we know through Meatheads getting into science, or scientists getting into being a meathead, um, that well, the the study that I found was um, Brad Schoenfeld, Alan Aragon, James Krieger, 2013, uh, effect of protein timing on muscle strength hypertrophy, a meta-analysis, another one. Yep. So a study of studies concluded. Current evidence does not appear to support the claim that immediate consumption of protein pre- and or post-workout significantly enhances strength or hypertrophic-related adaptions to resistance exercise. So that means uh, strength or getting bigger. So, yeah. uh, so the, the sort of caveat to that is if you are training on an empty stomach or very far away from having a meal...
1: Then you need to get it. Then it is
2: important. I would say there probably you could say there's an anabolic window,
1: but it's still not half an hour though. It's still no, no, no. It's
2: just around. So if you're eating at, say you're um say you're having an afternoon snack with the or or meal at say two thirty, and you're training at four. Yep. You're pretty gravy. You can train and then just wait until you have dinner when you have dinner. Like it's fine if you're eating like. The sort of three big meals and a couple of snacks throughout the day. Yeah. You generally don't really need it. Like, I feel it's probably just a habit of I'll get my protein in around my workout. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like that's a, the way I look at it now. It's like a routine sort of thing. I
1: still actually do it within... Yeah, but it's, just but not it's like... probably
2: just more of routine, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. Like you could have that protein, bang it back first thing in the morning. Yep. Yeah you're still getting that protein over the day, which is really what... What we're after, yeah. ...what counts. That's it. Um, and I, I suppose it is just one of those things that you do because that's what you do. Yeah. That, that's what gets done. You grab your shaker, fill it up after you work out. Yeah. It's just more of a habit. And it's... Well, I wouldn't say tradition, but... Yeah. It's just, you know... I don't know. It's just one of those things that you do, isn't it? Um, so, the, yeah, the whole getting like scrounging for protein like a crackhead after a workout um if you've eaten a protein and carb rich meal which is basically most meals um before you know within a a a good sort of three hours four hours before your training session you're probably going to be fine you got yep there's nothing as long as you
1: get it in through the day, that's Nothing
2: it. to worry about. And like I said, uh, when, when I first um, introduced this topic, it's something that I was like, you know, yeah. I, I was smashing protein. I've got to get it in. You've yeah. got to get it in. That sort of thing. So, um, you don't. Um, it shows that uh, protein across the day, yep. again, is the key. Or sort of like calories is the key. Yeah. You know? That's it. Um, so, as long as you're getting adequate protein, you're hitting your protein goals or needs, uh, requirements. Across the day, you're pretty sweet. Uh, if you're training fasted, you are probably going to be better off. So and if even
1: you're, then, you are still, I'd say what two three hours still. Yeah, probably get yourself. Yeah, in I there.
2: mean it's probably you just probably again you're just going to so, get it in quickly or at the same sort of time after yeah. you train because that's what you do. Yeah. yeah. So I train I train fasted heaps of times, man.
1: I train. I, yeah.
2: I train all yeah, the time. Like, like, I don't get.
1: And there's no problem with oh, that, man, too. I'm starting That's another to think big thing that. as well. I started so. to
2: think that like being hungry is for kids, eh? <laughs> like, if you're an adult and you're hungry, just, hey, do something else. Go get busy. Yeah. Like, I just... I'm fine. Yeah. Like, the other day, I was like, fuck, man, I've gone, like, 17 hours and had one fucking latte. Yep. And I was like, well, yeah. Feel good.
1: I'm, I'm the opposite on that one. I can't... I, d- I just don't function properly. Really? Yeah? yeah, I need my meals. I'm a little kid, kid eh? I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. no, I don't know, man. I'm just like...
2: Like, the other day, I was like... I, I, I hate training after fuel when I have for a big run and, and everything. An and, half before. and then it's, I just, like, sometimes I just have fucking half a banana and yeah. I'm gravy. Yeah. I don't know. That's
1: sort of <laughs> so maybe do. it depends on the style of training you're doing as well. I think <laughs> maybe, maybe it's it? just
2: a bit of, more of a habit because I've stopped having yeah, breakfast when yep. I wake up. I have breakfast at 10, so I go, like, you yep. know, 14 hours every day Yeah, without having food. Yeah, because I have breakfast or have first coffee. thing
1: as I get up every morning. So. Um,
2: yeah, anyway... Back to the point, anabolic window, not really a thing. If you're training faster, you might want to be a bit quicker about it. Yep. Oh, man, this one's a doozy. What are you now? A doozy. Oh, I better put this back up for you. Fucking hell, the bridge gun, the bridge tunnel. <laughs> what the hell? Um, all right, man. Oh. Oosh. 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 All right, this got sent to me a couple of times. Um, oh, I can't remember who by um, when I asked for input, there was big input on this one. Really? Yeah, there's big right? input on the, um, when I said, like, what's the stupid fitness things um, people have heard of, the myths and all that sort of stuff. So, um, this was, yeah, got sent a couple of times. So, multi level marketing, the big ones were Herbalife and Isogenics. People wanted to know, obviously, our thoughts or they wanted us to sort of um, get to the bottom of it. Yep. So, MLM, so multi level marketing, relies on participants. To set up a distribution network among friends, normally, uh, and the company pays commission based on those sales by participants. Now I figured out delving into this, I was pretty deep on the web on this. Yeah. Um, I figured out that the difference between that and a pyramid scheme is that they act is products. Right. So a pyramid scheme doesn't actually have the products. Ah. There's like, you don't sell anything. There's no physical product. Apparently, that's what is a py- what a pyramid scheme is. So
1: it's not actually a pyramid scheme. It's not
2: a pyramid scheme, but it's definitely multi-level marketing okay. and it's deceptive as well. Yeah.
1: Because um, so, I've never heard life just yeah, bang okay. out apparently It's not a pyramid scheme. Apparently either. that's the difference.
2: Yeah. That there actually is a product that you can purchase. Okay. Whereas a pyramid scheme, there isn't. But then I'm thinking like, why would you buy... I don't know. Anyway. Um, so let's go to... Let's, I want to go over the positive aspects of this. Now, there is two that I can think two. of. two? positive aspects to this. So, the whole Herbalife, isogenics, it's a lifestyle, right? Yep. It really is a lifestyle. Like people get caught up in it. Yeah. Two things that are positive from it. One, there's been plenty of people that have lost weight from it. Yep. All right? And we'll get to the reasons why, which are very fucking clear. Um, so, that's a positive, yep. right? People have lost weight on it. All right. The other thing is, people have definitely made friends and uh, created relationships yep. through it. Yeah. All right. So I'd say those are
1: positives. What about the ching ching? That's a oh, that's a positive. <laughs> well, no, I'll get way. to that. It's not a
2: positive for <laughs> mo- it's not a positive for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so the- those are two positives. So I'm, this is me trying to you know put a positive spin on it or yep. give that side of the argument. Yeah, uh, you have to have argument. two views. Them. So yes, so, uh, the- yes, plenty of people have lost weight. On um, doing isogénics, Herbalife, that sort of stuff. Yep, fucking wanna. That's what they're selling.
1: I can think of another one actually as well. Yeah, yeah. Because um, say? so I know a few people that've been through the Herbalife, the uh, isogénics sort of thing, and there's actually a good side of learning business skills, I'd say, as oh, well. Definitely. And then even um, personal development sort of yep. stuff as well. Like a lot of people learn about you know yep. that so sort y- of stuff. So there's that side of things I can see as a positive as well. Yeah. Okay. So a lot, of, you know, a lot of courses they get into about personal yeah, development yeah, yeah. and you know, for sure. being a better person and all those spiritual yeah, it gets, things a little bit. Gets so, a, little, a little, which bit, I don't mind it, a bit of that. It so. does
2: get a little bit airy fairy sometimes, you know, like I don't know. Anyway, so it, that's it, us trying to like give that side of the argument. So yeah, the rest of it we're probably not going to give that side of the argument. Um, <laughs> all right, there's and this is this goes for every supplement company. All right, there's nothing special about their products, supplements, detoxes. <laughs> they don't know something that the rest of this supplement industry doesn't know, so there's not there's they don't like their detox what? thing isn't a, isn't magic.
1: So these micronutrients are there,
2: there's like their their specific blend of protein or fat loss this fat loss that yeah. is not special at yeah. all. It's just another. It's exactly this... I wouldn't say exactly the same. There's obviously difference within the products, but they don't know something that the rest of the world doesn't know Yeah, that they're putting in the products. They're not the kernel.
1: Yeah. All right? But they market it to make it look like yeah. they're freaking...
2: So that's marketing, isn't it? Yeah. So they don't know that something that the rest of the supplement industry doesn't know. Um, all of the success stories are not due to their products. It's due to... If we're going to get back to it, man. And here it comes. It sets up a calorie deficit. <laughs> now, you couple that with a new exercise habit, new friends, yep. that sort of—I uh, don't know—are your biggest fans as yep. well. They sort of get supporting behind you, uh, uh, yeah. You've got a supporting cast now, yeah, and voila, you have your success stories. So there's there's no again there's no secret to it. Yeah, the products um, cause you to create a calorie deficit. You couple that with an increased energy output, yep, and all of a sudden. Sally we shouldn't use Sally as an example name. <laughs> who who who's uh, what who's oh, well, what you're what gonna name? get in <laughs> trouble Yeah, no. What name do we have? Uh Susan, we well, don't have a Susan. Alright. Sure. So Susan down the road has lost 40 kilos. Yeah. She went on isogenics. Now everyone thinks, oh isogenics. That's it. You know what I mean? So Susie didn't lose that shit because of isogenics. Yeah. She lost it because she created a calorie deficit, which she can do plenty of ways. Yeah. Simply by not eating as much um, she created a calorie deficit she had a good support crew she started exercise habit yep. there you go there's the there is every single MLM Herbalife isogenics success story so and there stories. is yeah. which is good that's what why I said I wanted to say like yeah it's good but the idea that it's there that's the way to go about it that that's better that there's something special about the products yeah there's not people need to be made aware that there's not So let's look at, um, oh, I've got some notes on this one. Herbalife. Um, So again, now we know that the success stories for Susie is purely calorie deficit and lifestyle change. All right. In 2016, Herbalife settled a Federal Trade Commission case for $200 million. It's centered on Herbalife's business model being based on recruitment of distributors rather than actual sales of its products, such as protein shakes, vitamins, skincare items, etc. One year earlier, another lawsuit by Herbalife distributors ended in a $17.5 million settlement. Um, the agency, uh, so the FTC case, the agency said in a statement that Only a small minority of distributors have made anything near what the company promises they will make. Uh, Through promotional materials showing how they lived in expensive homes, drove luxury cars, took exotic vacations. A large majority of distributors made little or no money and a substantial percentage lost money. Yeah. So that was Herbalife. So they've had to pay some people. All right,
1: yeah. and you don't hear as much about Herbalife now, too. That that was a big just before that they were huge, weren't they? Yeah, it? I feel like I was...
2: Herbalife, like Isogenics, was much more Aussie. Like Isogenics infiltrated into Perth, yeah, more than Herbalife did. Yeah, yeah. Um, in uh, when I was in England, Herbalife was definitely a thing. It was yeah, much okay. more Herbalife when yep. I was in England. Um, they've got a few others, Juice Plus, and fuck, they've oh, got yeah. heaps, of, yeah, yeah. heaps of shit over there. Um, let's look at Isogenics, like. Um nine day cleanse. It's two hundred and fifty dollars yeah. for a nine day cleanse. Um a thirty day cleanse is four hundred and ninety. So that's for thirty days. Like I said, you could get five months gym membership for that. Well it. for four ninety, yeah, basically. Five months gym membership. So I found some meal plans um for the isogenics, uh what was it, the cleanse? Well the, the shake days and the cleanse days and and this is where it just shows like where the mechanism of change comes from a calorie deficit. Yeah. Because the shake days are 1080 calories to 1580 calories. Damn. Which is not enough. Um and the oh, the cleanse, days, the cleanse days are basically starvation. Um oh my God. 310 to 490 calories. So 490 calories, I would eat that uh yeah, I'd have that every meal I have Would be more than that, so this this is where the the mechanism for change comes from. And this is where yeah, like people start having problems. Your metabolic Um, rate sort of drops
1: down. Anemia,
2: all sort of sorts of shit, mate. So like this is uh, let's just go through the shake day. Um, So I'll I'll talk you through it. Shake day before breakfast, you have a Ionic Supreme Tonic, so something that they sell, obviously. Um, breakfast, you have an Isoline shake, which is probably just a protein yep. Protein shake. And you have a natural accelerator. I don't know what that is. Optional snack, um, up to 150 calories. So that's optional. Uh, yeah. and, and for lunch, you have an Isoline shake or a meal, uh, which is 340 to 600 calories. Oh, that's not too bad. Um, afternoon, you have an optional shake, up to fi- uh, 150 calories. Yep. For dinner, you have an Isoline shake or a meal. Um, which is up to 600 calories, and then before bed you have an ISA flush. So heavily reliant on taking their products. So obviously yep. this is what like the. Well, so how
1: much actual food is in there? That's, uh, that's uh, uh, one, two meals. You get that? to
2: choose mid morning an optional snack, afternoon an optional snack, but only up to 150 calories. Yeah. Which is not much at all. It's like a banana. Um. So yeah, it just you look at those days and you say like, yeah, if you did that for nine days, you gonna lose. Like you're gonna lose weight, yeah. water weight. Uh, if you do it for thirty days, you're definitely gonna lose weight. But like, how sustainable is it? And they'll come back with the argument, well, you don't do the cleanse forever. But I'm I'm looking at that and saying, why do you need to pay four hundred ninety dollars to have this rapid weight loss that's unsustainable? Yeah, you can't continue to eat like that.
0: Nope.
2: So and you don't need those products to eat that little. Um, so I, I just—that's where my problem with it comes. Well, comes in, and then obviously through their shitty, deceptive marketing that they sort of. Um,
1: and then the, you got the other problem as well is when people can't afford it. For keep, they can't. You know, yeah. they get to a point where I can't keep affording this. Well, so they, then they go back to eating their usual routines, and then they go through all yeah. sorts of problems. of being able to put weight back on kids yeah that's exactly it because they've bumped up their calories to double from what they are so yeah
2: if you you think you're going to be able to sustain well those yeah they're not made to be sustainable but if you think that like those products are what you need Uh, yeah and they're the the mechanism for change the mechanism for change is you're basically starving yourself eating less Yeah. yeah you're just eating way way less way way too little and yeah we are both of the same way of thinking it's like yeah, that's good for now, but where are you going to be Long in two term. years' time? Yeah, or even two months' time. Um, let's look at. So I came across uh, the 2015 Isogenics income disclosure. So one thing that they like to say is like, "Oh, you can earn money. You can run this as a business."
1: Yeah, how many times have you been hit up for <sighs> Isogenics stuff? Too many. <laughs> Too
2: many. All right, so here we go. 2015. So this is four years old, but shit, it's got like what. I put a little bit of time into the podcast, but I'm not going that deep. Um, all right, so 2015, 83.3% of members made nothing and are considered product users. Now, that might have been fluctuated because people bought one or two products and now they're product users. I'm not too sure. Yeah. But let's just say, well, this is the Isogenic's income disclosure, so they must be... Yeah, they must have their detail. They must have, they must have signed up. So 83% of people don't make anything and they're considered users. So they're losing money, basically. Yeah. They've got to buy the products, right? Yep. 11% of members are considered product sharers and make, wait for it, they make, they yep. do make some money, they make $145 per year. Wow. On average. All right. That's 5.2% of members are considered business builders. All right. Ninety-two percent of those business builders. So this is a very small amount of it's people. Getting lower and lower. So, five point two percent of the overall members business builders. Ninety-two percent of the business builders make six thousand nine hundred and seventy-two dollars per year on average. So seven grand. Oh, wow. you? We'll call it US though. Oh, so so bump it up a little bit then. So that's... call it ten. <laughs> So it's um, not like that's not a smart investment, like that's know. not a business. That's what are you doing? That's Ten thousand dollars a year, uh, yeah. To do like think about the amount of work, um, the fr- the bridges you're going to burn, yeah. Um, with friends. your with your friends that are fucking clued on, like me and you. <laughs> um, so when you think of that, like is it is it really worth it? And that's ninety two percent of five point two percent. Yeah. So, so that's it says, fuck all people. Percentage, it? And it said the the last thing was. Few people are making more than part-time minimum wage with this as a business opportunity. So that was wow. from 2015. Isogenics income disclosure. Um, when we look at detox diets, so this sort of uh, piggybacks onto Isogenics and Herbalife. They've got these detox diets. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to get rid of the toxins. Um, Klein and Kiatz, 2015, uh, a study called "Detox Diet." Detox diets for toxin. Can't speak. Toxin Elimination and Weight Management, a critical review of the evidence. They concluded, at present, there is no compelling evidence to support the use of detox diets for weight management or toxin elimination. Considering the financial cost to consumers, unsubstantiated claims, really can't speak today, and potential health risks of detox products, they should be discouraged by health professionals and subject to independent regulatory review and monitoring it is hoped that this review will encourage systematic evaluations of commercial detox diets, so that an evidence base can be established to inform future legislation. So basically, when was that? Two thousand and fifteen again. No reason to do a detox diet. Yeah. Like the things, pe- <laughs> the things, the things people should detox from is too many fucking calories. That's what people need a detox from. That's it. When the things we've talked about here are all come down to, you know, people are more fat than they want to be. Yep. <laughs> Am I right? When it comes down to... We could have done this whole podcast. Just and, said that. In one minute. Like, <laughs> thigh gap, bridge gap, fuck. Oh, there's a couple in there. Um, But yeah, like, all the MLM stuff, um, yeah, it's just, there's no reason to do a detox diet. Yeah. so let's put that to bed there's no reason to do isogenics let's put that to bed you're yep. not going to make money from it and if you do it's fuck all anyway not yep. worth your time do something else um, make puzzles um, no need to do a cleanse we've already said that um, the one thing that I want to bring up was the um, sales script so oh, I yeah. found I put it on, the, on my insta story as well and I found the um it was like just a an isogenic sales script. So basically what you should say on the phone to people. And for me, it was just really deceptive. And like we've seen all this before. Yeah. And people would have heard... I, I always like the... um Because most people are going to be like, Oh, no, nah, not too sure. Probably not for me. That sort of thing. And the, it always comes back to this. They'll say something along the lines of... I was skeptical at first. But then... Yeah. Such and such and such. How many times? Like that's a thing. That yeah, I was skeptical it's... at first, man, but then I tried it, and you know that's yeah. like how it goes down, right? Yeah. I think I did a blog they post about that as, well. a little bit on that
1: as well. Here, dude, that's how they get it. Dude,
2: yeah. I was skeptical at first as well, but then I tried it, and now look at me. Yeah, that's like the call of the MLM sort of salesman, right? Yeah. So, the um the sales pitch sort of stuff is. The, the one that got me was like, you yeah, ask these qualifying questions and this would just be marketing anyway. And I don't really get into this because I don't cold call people. Yeah. Um, like that's just not, I don't want to do it. So I just say, I, I don't like talking on the phone at all really. So I don't like call leads and stuff like that. I get in touch with them by social media, by yeah. text message, yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, if people call me, um, most of the time they answer my phone. Um but <laughs> I don't know, it's just not how I want to go about business making calls and stuff. And I said that um yeah in our I think our very first episode um yeah. working in a commercial gym, they're like, Oh I'll call all these people. I was like, no nah, not happening, not yeah. doing it. So that's just me man, but some people would do it. Um but let's just say they're on a call and you ask these qualifying questions and they're they're all in the context of like, do you want to start business, like how's your occupation, are you happy? Um, how much income you're making? Do you want to make more income? Do you want to work part time? Do you want to live the lifestyle that you want to live, sort of thing? Yeah. And then and then it says like if they're not qualified. So if that means those people say like oh, ah no not really I'm pretty happy all good like don't need you sort of thing. The the first line in this isogenic sales um sort of uh, this is straight from isogenic so like it's on their header and everything. Um, the first line is get off the phone. Time is money. That's what gets me because all these people that sell this stuff it's all about like i just want to change people's lives and i just want to empower people yeah. no yeah. you don't you're fucking you deceptive as you try like look at that get off the phone time is money send them a link to your site tell them to call you back yeah and then, uh, and then if they are qualified then it's tell them a short your short story which is all i'm working with this amazing company that lets you work from home and you know it's creating wealth for families and it's just Fuck it! It it really annoys me because these people infiltrate um, and give a bad name to our industry. Big time. Um, and you know it. The, they they do really have an impact on um, like the industry as a whole and how people view it and how people view people like me and you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they sort of can start thinking that we're all con artists because yep. there is con artists out there trying to sell this sort of stuff and being deceptive while they do it um, so that's, that's just uh, one of those sort of things that I found and was like oh these motherfuckers um, what else do we have to go over man I think we've done a few in there there was a mm-hmm. few there was a oh, few others
1: there were so many what yeah. other ones what, um, can you think of any other s- stupid off the top things? of my head no nah?
2: I'll put you on the spot there
1: yeah I'm trying to think I, I reckon that's I pretty out. good man
2: so what have we got hour and 15 minutes I'm pretty happy with that unless you've got some more
1: yeah not really I think we covered the main th- covered the main ones the two main ones I wanted to go through sweet so sweet.
2: Well, well let's call it there um, thanks for listening again guys I hope you got something out of that um, I thought it would go a little bit longer than that but that's alright
1: Oh, we could go all day nah let's talking not talking about this stuff hour
2: fifteen's but... all good um, so thanks again for everyone who's listening if you've listened th- uh, this far make sure you screenshot us Um, and tag us on Instagram. If you haven't come down to the gym, this weekend is a perfect time to come down, have a geese, and have a look around at our PBs for Pals. Fucking hell, maybe it is long enough. At our PBs for Pals um, fundraiser, 10 a.m. this Saturday. Come down, lift some weights, um, have a chat, win some prizes, that sort of stuff. Um, Or otherwise, just cruise on in and start your free week trial. We've got everything you need to get
1: fit and strong. You can find Troy... Uh, Troy Abbott PT on Instagram and then Strengthletics on Facebook.
2: There you go. You can find me at smiths underscore fitness on Instagram. Um, as always, guys, your feedback is really important. It helps sort of uh, push the show in the in a certain direction. So give us all your feedback. When we ask yep. for topics, just give us anything. Like, I, re- I, just, I want some people to throw some curveballs at me as well. Something a bit different? Yeah, something a bit different when we ask for topics. So... Um,
1: we haven't touched on as much punk rock and skateboarding as yeah, so no, I probably I... thought we would have, but...
2: I said we wanted to do episode 10 from the skate park, but it hasn't happened. No. I um, oh, went past the skate park in I think Port I'm Kendi. good to skate
1: now, too. My ankle's Ooh, yeah, feeling sweet. good. So. All right.
0: So, um, we're going to sign off there, guys. Cheers. See you.